My name's Dr. Gary Crotez, and I'm a coach and author of The Idea Mindset, a book about how to figure out what you want and how to get it. The unlock moment is that flash of remarkable clarity when you suddenly know the right path ahead. When I'm in conversation with my coaching clients, these are the breakthroughs that are so profound that they remember vividly where they were, who they were with, what they were thinking when their unlock moment happened. In this podcast, I'll be meeting and learning about people who have accomplished great things or brought about significant change in their life, and you'll be meeting them with me. We'll be finding out what inspired them, how they got through the hard times, and what they learned along the way that they can share with you. Thank you for joining me on this podcast to hear all about another Unlock Moment. Hello, dear listener, and welcome to another episode of the Unlock Moment podcast. Today, it is my great pleasure to welcome Brett Samuels to the podcast. I met Brett last year when he hosted me on the Open Mic Marketing podcast. When he's not in front of a microphone, he's the managing director of Law Creative, a leading European full-service marketing agency, and now part of the Selby Anderson Group of Companies. Brett has been in marketing since the age of 11, when he helped out in the school holidays in his father's business. He is a graduate of Loughborough University and worked in sales and marketing at a global multinational. In 2006, Brett joined a startup family advertising agency that he quickly helped to build into one of Europe's leading independent Marcoms businesses with many blue chip global clients. Brett is a business survivor with one global financial crash and one global pandemic behind him. And in a more understanding world where it's good to talk, he claims to have been honed in businesses and in a business family where failure and self-obsession were never really agenda options. I can't wait to find out more. Brett, it is my great pleasure to welcome you to the Unlock Moment. Thank you very much for having me, Gary. It's nice to to do the return leg. Exactly. And, and lovely to be, yeah, to have our roles reversed. So Business survivor, something that you feel defines you? If you're in the game long enough, there's probably some things that, that you'll you'll experience as, as you go through that. Uh, f- for me, um, as well as all the, you know, the usual ups and downs that, that you have running a business, the, the two big ones have really been the, the financial crash in, in 08 and then the, the more recent pandemic. So, yeah, coming out the end of those and, and still managing to be successful I, I guess is makes you a survivor and there's something in your dna you think that that makes you suited to this kind of uncertain environment i think um you know from a from a very early age uh, my father had had always had um his own businesses so i think you grow up around that and you see um all of the trials and tribulations that that go with that i you know i i didn't get to see him that often because of the hours that he worked and and saw all of the 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 difficulties that that went with that um and i think resilience is is probably a a key element to to kind of getting through that you know getting knocked down dusting yourself off and getting back up again and and and, and moving forward and i think that's something that has certainly defined defined my working career so bring us into the early part of the story when you first graduated from university and how you first got into your career. What kind of things were you doing? Sure. Um, so I I left university. Um, I joined uh, a major uh, global multinational um, that was in the uh, the printing business, um, and I, I'd 
I'd worked for them uh, in a marketing role uh, during a, a kind of year in business as part of my degree. So it felt quite natural to to go back there. I, I knew knew the business, knew some of the people in the business. So it, it seemed like a good fit. Um, I did that. Uh, I, I came back in a sales capacity, um, something that Clive Woodward and I share. So he went to Loughborough and, and then worked for the same multinational. I haven't had the chance to win the Rugby World Cup yet, but, you know, maybe... Maybe, maybe one day. Um, so, yeah, worked worked in um, sales. Really good grounding in in sales. Um, but I I think I always felt like a very small cog in a big wheel. There was a a lot of bureaucracy and red tape um, and challenges. It was very difficult to to get things done. It was a you know a big a big oil tanker to 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 kind of turn around. And I think. My my kind of career came to a crossroads there, where I could have moved on, and and I think with that particular uh, company, you know, if you were there much longer than a few years, you were there for life. You know, there were kind of thirty thirty years, and 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 I think you know that would have been okay. It's just that it didn't really excite me, and 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 um, I just felt like I I wanted to do something else. So that that really came as a, a crossroads for me and when you were younger you know you describe you, you know you were 11 when you first started helping out in your in your dad's business there's a little bit of the sort of entrepreneur experience there absolutely a good good way to earn some pocket money but yeah i am um, i'd i'd work uh in his his agencies in the in the summer holidays i'd be stuffing envelopes for for mailers or i'd be doing kind of mail drops or or just helping out in and around the business so it was a really good grounding for me i suppose in in what it took to to run a business and 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 the things that you needed to to be able to do that and we're we're here to talk a little bit about this idea of an unlocked moment so a moment of real clarity and 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 change for you and and for you there was something about this time when you first joined the family business that that you know over time you now lead many years on so tell me about that time and and where were you when you started first to explore joining joining this family business so i think i think there were there were two things kind of running in parallel at, the, at that time there was working for the company that that i worked with i can remember they were they were running a a sales incentive at the time where they gave you the the money up front and uh, on the proviso that you would sell a certain amount of of, of their products, and I was uh, aligned with a field sales person at, at that time who was saying, "Yep, Brett, we're definitely going to hit this. You've, you know, you've got your pipeline. I've got this great deal that's going to happen. We should go for the top amount." And and at the time, the you know the money was was a lot of money, and you know I I, I trusted him and, and went for that. And of course, um, as I'm sure the story would would play out he didn't get that deal and so uh and being the sort of young foolish 24 year old that I was that money kind of came in and quickly departed from from my bank account so I then spent the next 12 months repaying that so out of every salary check that I got and it was a fairly uh meager salary at that time um it went back and and I think I just felt that the 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 business that I was working for it didn't really align to my my personal values and and so I started having a, a look around to see what was out there and 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 
purely by chance at the time. Uh, my father said, well, you know, I'm, I'm looking for an account manager and, you know, is, is that something that you would be interested in? And I don't think, you know, we, we'd ever really intended to work together. And I think there's a lot of things that, that go with a family business and you hear horror stories of, of, you know, people getting on, not getting on and falling out and it just being an absolute car crash. And so I was, I was slightly hesitant and I, I was actually hesitant because I, I've got a really fantastic relationship with my my father you know we've we've always got on incredibly well he's, he's been someone that I've I've really looked up to and so there was an element of hesitation there but uh, I think I just I think I thought well look let's let's try it let's see what happens um and, and we'll go from there and um and I think you know as well joining a, a startup uh, the, the business hadn't been going that long I think there was there was four people when I joined you know, there's a lot of things that come with that as well. So it was, um, it was kind of a double whammy, really, of of kind of personal family things and and startup as well. So it was definitely a a leap into the unknown, but one I'm I'm very pleased that I did. Very different, the sort of holiday pocket money job, and then proper contract paye. You know, it's your career ahead of you. I th- I think so. I, I think I think as well. You know, there's the you know, father's son in the business and, you know, preferential treatment. I actually think I got treated worse than everyone in, in the business at the time. Um, but I think that was, you know, that was fair enough and a, and a good, a good way to be on my, my father's part. But yeah, it was just, um, you know, going into a business that I, I was somewhat familiar of and, um, having done marketing elements in my degree and, and at the, the previous company as well, it doesn't quite prepare you, I, th- I think, for the for the real world. Um, and the, all of the lectures in the world can't really prepare you for for that. And um, it was just, uh, you know, I was very fortunate that there were some great people in the business that I could really learn from and and try and just soak up everything that that I could to try and be successful. And you said in your or you said in your introduction, honed in a business family where failure and self-obsession were never really agenda options. What do you mean by that? So my, my, you know, both, both my parents, but my, my dad in particular came from very, very humble beginnings. They're very, you know, poor family. My dad had a, a an incredibly difficult childhood and upbringing. Um, and I think everything everything mattered so so much you know that that failure was never really an option and of course you know in in your working career you, you everyone fails at, at things and and actually you you kind of well certainly i have had my best learnings from from the things that that haven't gone right but but you know we could never lose the war. You could lose a few battles, but you had to win the war because there wasn't any other alternative. And I think, you know, we live in a world now where there's a lot of um, introspection. And I think that's good because I think, you know, that that helps people with their careers and their, their life livelihoods. But I suppose, and I, you'll know this, Gary, that it's it's the balance, you know, between thinking and doing. And if you're not doing the doing, then you you never really get very far in in your career. So, we, you know, uh, my my family was always incredibly supportive and and open, but 
you just got on with stuff and you just had to do it and 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 I think that gave me a sense of purpose and a sense of drive and and a sense of responsibility that you know has has served me pretty well then when it when it's come into later life and the weight of the family name when when you you know you came into the business and you're in 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 the business for for a long time how what do you have to do to to navigate and manage you know I, how, how how you operate as part of the team i I, th- I think there's there's two sides to that you know the 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 wonderful thing about my my father has always been that he has always listened and respected my opinion and that's not always the case with family businesses you you get the kind of the patriarch in in the family who um thinks they know everything and doesn't want to listen doesn't want to take advice and and you know it's it's their way or the highway and so that that always massively helped and i think you know my father's always been able to stay very current with things because he's accepted you know advice from from other people so that that massively kind of helped me but i think as well you have to prove yourself you know very very early on in my career in the agency i bought in um some some decent sized accounts into the business um probably three or four um and and that kind of i think sets the sets the bar you have to you know you can't live live in a shadow you have to do things your way and prove yourself and and do that i i just going back to my my previous company a, a very quick story so i was working in sales at the time uh for for that company and i can remember having handed my notice in uh, there, was, there was a couple of us actually we we're having a joint leaving do and uh i said to a couple of the senior managers of 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 that company oh you know we're we're having a leaving do uh we're going to such and such places you know they've got some live music and it, it should be a you know really fun evening would love love for you to be there and they said um well brett if if that's the way you you sell then I, I really worry about the next company that you're going to now having probably done tens of millions of pounds worth of sales since that that always kind of sticks in my mind as as something that's always driven me and 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 something i kind of go back to but uh, you know uh, just going back to your question i i think i think in a family business you you have to add value and have your part um one thing i i haven't mentioned in in that business there was um also my uh my stepmom as well so there's three of us my my father's stepmother and, and and me and we all bought different things to the table uh, my my father very very creative um, my my stepmom amazing at, at the the kind of client relationship side and 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 the running of the business and and for me it was around the digital side and bringing that in when when I first joined the company it was a more of a design business um, and we kind of moved that a lot more into the realms of digital so we we kind of each played our part um, and and added our own value to the success of the business and how did you compartmentalize work family and family family i genuinely gary i i I don't think i did (laughs) i don't think i did you know we we we're very we're all very close and we would you know eat sleep and 
and work business and and so i i don't think we ever did that particularly well and i suppose you can see that as a good thing or a bad thing um but i think i think we were all just very aligned and there was a a level of trust there that um has been you know the cornerstone for for the business my you know my my father had previous agencies told me some awful stories about things that people did in those 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 businesses and you know lack of trust and i think we were really fortunate that we all trusted each other we were all aligned so you know around the the dinner table on a sunday you didn't really mind talking about business too much um and everyone managed somehow to maintain a really good kind of working and and personal relationship as well it's not always easy and what did you have to do to keep the non-family members feeling as engaged because obviously they're not around your dinner table I think that's to do probably with culture for the business. I think you you set set that culture. Ours was always a very um a flat structure, so it wasn't very hierarchical. Um and I think people bought into that culture. We we always tried to lead from the front. We'd never expect anyone to do something that we wouldn't be prepared to do ourselves. And so, you know, whether whether we made that as a, a kind of extended family, maybe um, we've always tried to to really look after everyone who's who's ever worked with us. You know, you, you go through challenges. Uh, I mentioned before the the 08 crash, the the pandemic, where you know, unfortunately, you have to lose people in order to um, to save everyone else, and and that can be incredibly difficult. But I think overall. Um, we've always tried to to lead by example. It, I, I think I think in some rare cases that can be challenging for people. I think sometimes in business there's there's those kind of corporate games where people try and you know side more with one person or, or do something. But we were always very aligned, so that was always pretty impossible for for that to happen. So yeah, I think I think setting the culture making everyone feel included in the business and and trying to reward and, and recognize you know where where people have done a fantastic job and i think i'm hearing there that it's quite a deliberate thing you've got to think quite deliberately because i can imagine that it's quite easy to drift into not doing some of the things that you that you need to do because you've got this additional family dynamic that isn't there in in a non-family business so was it something that you were mindful of all the time that this was a family business and there were these additional dynamics or or did that did not feel like that? I don't think we ever treated it as a family business. Um, you know, it was always very professional. Um, you know, I would always call my father Keith um, rather than anything else. Um, and so I, I don't think we ever trade ourselves as that family business it was just three directors you know doing a a good job you know building a business and 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 growing that um as successfully as as we possibly could so uh, whether that was a, a conscious decision or not i just think that you know when you're when you're running a business when you're responsible for other people and you know we've been very fortunate to grow our business to 55 people you know i don't think you can apply a a family 
dynamic. It's trying to take the best things out of being a family and and not any of the bad things. And I think if you can do that, it's a it's a good recipe for for a successful business. It's really it's it's really interesting to hear how you how you describe that. And as you know, I do quite a lot of work in coaching family members in family businesses, particularly the next generation who are at some point going to potentially take on leadership of of the business. And and that happened for you. So so at some point you did take on leadership of the agency. So talk to me about the journey you went through from when you first thought this is something that might happen, I might want it to happen. How did you prepare for taking on that role and how did that eventually come through? There's probably a correct answer to this, Gary. There's probably then there's the honest answer to this as well. I'll try to give both. They, they are kind of interlinked. But so I I joined law as a, an account manager and I'd come from a sales background. So I was very keen on sales and bringing in new business to the agency. And it's, of course, the lifeblood of, of any agency is, is new business and the ability to, to generate, you know, new, new opportunities. So I started doing that. And I, you know, it was at a time when, you know, you had business cards and, and things. And I just thought, no one's taking me seriously as an account manager. I need to be an account director. So I got some cards printed with account director on. I got those out. I told everyone I was the account director. Lo and behold, business starts coming in. We, do, you know, you do well. There's no one else to work on that business. It's a small company, so I'm the account director. I'm working on it. So, uh, you know, the the offset of that, of course, is an incredible imposter syndrome. Um, where, you know, I think I joined. I was 25. Um, I knew a bit about sales, um, a little bit about marketing. And you, you kind of think, well, I don't know if people are going to take me seriously. You know, how, you know, what, why would a marketing director want to talk to me? You know, they know a lot more than, than I do. And so I think part of that development and part of, you know, my advice to anyone with, with imposter syndrome is just to, try and absorb as much information as you can and that that could take lots of different forms you know I've, I've been very lucky in my career to have some really good mentors that I could talk to and and, and lean on you know the with the the world wide web um, there is so much information now that you can get and I think so the the way that I managed to overcome that um, at times really not not crippling but just always there and tough and difficult imposter syndrome was to really try and educate myself as much as I could in the things that were important and then I think beyond that um I think just time you know it's it's always a really difficult one particularly with 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 younger people and I I know this from from when I joined that you you kind of you want to get on and you want to know everything and you want to you know you get somewhere as as quickly as possible but there is no substitute for time really you know in in amongst all of those amazing wins that we had with with the agency there were crippling difficulties and you know pitches that i lost and mistakes that i made and you know and and i think learning from all of those has has been in, an incredible part of my developmental journey and then kind of longer term by the time you know probably two or three years ago now I was I was you know a director of the business and had, had kind of worked my way up um, 
And then it was about looking at potentially selling the business. So, you know, I have, I'd absolutely loved working, you know, with my, my father, my, my stepmom. And, you know, if you could freeze that, you know, a, a particular moment in time, I'd have, you know, I'd have done that. I'd have taken that in a heartbeat and, um, but you can't and, and time moves on. And, you know, my, my, as I said, my, my father had been running businesses since he was 21 and, you know, had decided that he, he'd wanted to, to take a step back. Um, as had my, my, my stepmother, um, we were probably right at the peak of our powers in terms of an agency with top 20 independent agency in the UK. Um, and it seemed like a good time to, to look at a potential buyer and go on a new journey. And, and I think for me, I'd done this for a long time. Um, I was looking for a bigger train set to play with. Um, and so we, we kind of looked at some potential um, buyers, um, selected one. Uh, it's probably another whole podcast that I could talk to you about that because we had a, a deal on the table that was going to go through on the on the 23rd of March. And instead of the deal going through, we went into national lockdown and the deal got taken away, wow. which was, which was tough. Um, another one you have to pick yourself up from. Um, but I think, I think it's been a, a, a gradual journey to that. Um, and, and, you know, since the sale, I've, I've become, you know, the MD of, of law, what, what a time to become the, you know, the, the boss. Um, but, you know, it's been a phenomenal journey and one that, that I've loved. And, and just going back to that kind of switch from, you know, the, 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 the kind of big change for, for me, you know, it, this, this business has been incredibly difficult, but, but ultimately I've loved every second of it. And I think you should do something always work-wise that that you enjoy. It doesn't have to be your biggest passion. Like I like sport and I like video. Well, I used to like video games before kids. You don't get a lot of time for that now. But, you know, I had a lot of other passions, but 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 I really enjoy this, this industry. You know, no day is ever the same. And and I've, you know, despite the challenges, it's it's been an amazing career and, and something that I've really loved. And do you remember, I mean, I think it was in the context of of the of the acquisition that that you took on the lead role. You remember the first time you stepped behind that. I don't know whether you have an enormous wooden desk, but I'm imagining this enormous wooden desk and an oil painting on the wall and high back chair and probably a white fluffy cat or something. And you sat in that chair for the first time. What did it feel like on that first day, having been part of that business for all those years, to be the boss? Oh, I wish I wish I did have that that desk and office. That sounds sounds good, but um, yeah, it's a lot more sort of open plan now, unfortunately. Um, but no, I I think there there had been a gradual change probably the years before, where we'd all had quite senior or significant roles, just doing different things. So, um, I think i'd already had some of that kind of leadership experience and had you know worked on some big pitches myself you know solely that that, that we'd won with with you know as, as part of a, a team in the agency so look i'm not gonna you know lie and say it was not challenging and not you know w- worrying at, at times but i think you know going back to all of those experiences and you know 
putting yourself out there and not always winning at those and you know feeling success and and failure i think that that built me to be ready for for when i've i've taken over and gosh you know what what a time to 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 take over um but it's been great you know it's been a good journey um i'm i'm lucky that we have a a good uh senior leadership team there's some great people in the business um who who have worked with me and you know we continue to to grow and 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 move forward now as as part of a group and if you were talking to your 25 year old self now with all that wisdom and experience of the ups and the downs that you've experienced over the years what would you say to that 25 year old probably not to to worry as as much i i, I wouldn't say that i'm a i'm a huge worrier but i think you know some of some of those things that that happen through your working career at, at the time they feel like really big things but but the reality of those is that you that is an experience that you will learn from you know i i i try and always say never to to try and make the same mistake twice but i think i think as long as you give 100% always you know you go into everything with 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 maximum effort you 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 try and do that in the most positive um decent way that you can i i don't think you can go you can go too far wrong i was i was it very early on in my in my life i think i was eight i am um, i started doing taekwondo well actually i i went to one tap dance lesson and the teacher was really horrible and so from that slightly strangely i then went to do taekwondo which um i did for um i think three or four years got got my black belt i was at the time one of um one of the youngest in in the country to get a black belt I was competing and and, and did, did did pretty well at that and i would encourage anyone to you know with children to to get them into something like that because whilst you know it is about fighting and punching and kicking you know there are a lot of very good um tenants that go with that so in taekwondo there's five tenants so there's courtesy integrity perseverance self-control and indomitable spirit which is kind of i suppose having the courage to stand up for your beliefs and and always giving maximum effort and i think for me that was a really good grounding into the way i wanted to 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 kind of behave and act moving forward as well so whether whether i was talking to my sort of 25 year old or or 11 year old self i think it would be to to kind of stick to stick to some of those values and and then you you can't go too far wrong i love that and it's really powerful the way you describe it so you sit here in 2022 you know leading you know one of the top agencies in the country what what makes law creative distinctive it's really hard for 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 agencies in in i would say the current environment so there's probably 20,000 agencies in in the UK i think a lot of the values that that we've we've put into the business probably probably family family values you know around doing what you say you're going to do you know giving it 100% you know being respectful of 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 others of your team members of your clients i think that's given us a a position that we 
we go the extra mile for our clients. You know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of agencies would, would say they, they do that. But I think for us, you know, our average client tenure is is 10 years, which in this industry is, you know, un, unheard of, really. So I think it's the values that we have as a, as a business um, that we that we build internally with our, our team and, and then try to deliver externally on, on behalf of our clients that has stood us in, in very good stead for, for all of this time. Um, and, you know, now it's about being part of a group and, and, and kind of working with, with other agencies to, to kind of deliver that as well. So it's a, it's an exciting time uh, for, for, for the business. And your kind of areas of focus or specialism, yeah so again we're we're a we're a full service agency and again that that has its challenges um you know we, we you get a lot of specialists but i think what what's always worked for us um that's always worked very well for us and i'm not sure i i like the term uh one-stop shop but i think clients tend to trust us um so we're not um, a single service agency that's telling a client just look you should do this you should do this because that's all we do um, you know we will pick the right channels for our, our our clients and and of course you know nowadays it's predominantly digital so we've got a performance marketing team a social media team um, branding strategy uh, a, a lot of kind of creative uh, big ideas um, but I think for us it's always been about you know about culture and about delivery for for our clients and you know doing doing things when when you say you're going to do them fantastic and where can people find out more about you and about law creative yeah so so there's a a, a few ways so um we're lawcreative.co.uk for our, our business uh website um we also uh during the pandemic uh got a, a government grant to build a really nice podcast studio um, which is where I'm talking to you from now. Um, so, which is Hearts Podcast, uh, Hearts Podcast Studio. Um, we're also doing a very interesting thing at a group level, um, which which people might be interested in. So, uh, Selby Anderson is our our, our owner and, and parent company. They're in the process of setting up something called Selby Labs, which is going to look at delivering insights at a cultural, behavioural and data level as well. So it's a really exciting um, proposition for us to be able to take to our clients because in effect it will be clients coming in with with challenges, problems, difficulties, and being in a, a safe environment with real experts in all sorts of different fields from uh, business transformation to workplace strategy to uh, creative to behavioral science, data science, to really solve those problems. So um, Selby Labs, um, coming very soon and something that I'm really excited about. Fantastic. The unlock moment is that flash of remarkable clarity when you suddenly know the right path ahead. For marketeer and self-styled business survivor Brett Samuels, it was deciding he wanted to take the leap, follow his entrepreneurial instinct and join the early stage family business. 16 years on, he's still there and taking it from strength to strength. Brett, thank you so much for joining me today on the unlock moment. Thanks, Gary. It's a pleasure. Thank you. This has been The Unlock Moment, a podcast with me, Dr. Gary Crotez. Thank you for listening in. You can find out more about how to figure out what you want and how to get it in my book, 
the idea mindset available in physical book ebook and audiobook formats follow me on instagram and subscribe to this podcast to get notified about future episodes join me again soon